0: tuned into the story behind the business podcast. My name is Leyland Vieno. I'm here with my co-host Joe McDonald and Adam Messi. And this is once again brought to you by Agency Media and the Westland Group of Companies.
1: And our guest today, we're going all the way across the pond to the UK. He's the co-founder of a company called Fat Joe. We have Joe Taylor as our guest. Good afternoon and probably good evening for you in England. Welcome, Joe. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Uh, Nice to meet you. Maybe you could just, for our our viewers over here, you could just tell us a little bit about what is Fat
2: Joe? What do you guys do? So essentially Fat Joe is a link building and content creation platform for SEO agencies and digital agencies. And we provide productized services um, that help agencies deliver effective SEO campaigns for their clients.
3: So you're essentially like a, 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 a product that we as an agency would use. How did you come up with that? And like, why wouldn't an agency just do it themselves for, for our non-agency folks uh, listening to this podcast?
2: So if we, um, yeah, I mean, if we rewind back to 2012, um, myself and my other co-founder, Joe Davies, um, actually worked at an SEO agency together. And at the time, we were having scale issues when we were trying to grow the agency, taking on clients, trying to deliver and fulfill uh, the obligations that that we sold or the strategies that we sold those clients. Um, And essentially, at at the time, we needed some reliable partners to deliver us some consistent content writing, blog writing for our clients, um, and then um, a partner that could um, obtain links uh, for our clients. Um, And essentially, with every SEO campaign today, there's two main ingredients, and that is content and links. And the reason why an SEO agency would outsource to a company like ourselves is because it's difficult to scale in-house. For example, you may only have um, one fashion client, for example. So all of the efforts that you go through Uh, the marketing that you go through, reaching out to potential link prospects and that kind of thing, all the knowledge you gain on the the fashion side of the industry. Uh, You're only utilising that on that one client. Whereas a company like ourselves, we have um, the ability to scale up that and we can then serve our services to agencies um, who have got hundreds of fashion clients and we can reach into the blogosphere for uh, the fashion industry, for example, Get access to that. Build huge, huge relationships with multiple bloggers and have uh, access to um, publish content with them or collaborate with them uh, for the benefit of agencies' clients.
0: Very okay, cool. Um, I want to back up a little bit, and this this will be a quicker part of the discussion. But you got to talk about the name, of course. I I've been drawn to your guys' social content for some time, and that's probably I think that's where I originally reached out um, I, when I. Little, little uh when i was uh, in a previous life when i was touring germany and austria uh, doing hip-hop i claimed being fat joe's cousin so that's my initial draw i i love fat joe his music um and then i saw the name and then you guys have branding like mo links uh, mo problems with biggie smalls so obviously i'm attracted to the brand what how did you come up with the name um i mean you mentioned your your co-founders joe um as well so can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be
2: Yeah, so, um, see, with us, uh, the name initially wasn't uh, a focus point in business. So, today, most people will get et up about the the brand name of their company they want to start. They'll come up with an idea of starting a company, and they'll spend so much time bogged down on coming up with a name for that company. Essentially, all we did was we got some inspiration off um, uh, gangster mob names. And there's a few gangster mob names that came up in, in America and in Italy. of Fat Tony and Fat Joey. Um, and we literally just clicked on. We're both called Joe. Let's call ourselves Fat Joe. At the time, we weren't consciously aware of the rapper <laughs> Fat Joe. Now, for us, the <laughs> name and at I that time... The... What? <laughs> well,
0: Continue.
2: We, we didn't at the time. And uh, or we weren't consciously aware, obviously when someone plays a song to you like what's love you soon go oh no what have we done here <laughs> but, um, for us it was important to um, prove the concept of what we were trying to do so um, as we come up with that name we just sort of registered the domain name and just ran with it uh, and we wanted to prove first that there was demand for what we were going to do um, because we started back in 2012 a long time ago for Uh, you know the market now where there's lots of other companies like ourselves and um, yeah so we were focused on on proving concept so that's how the name came about Um, and yeah obviously we've uh, you know we've got this name that's uh, used by uh, the rapper um, which forgive me I don't know his real name Um, and we've actually had a a bit of social banter uh, between us and we actually emailed out to them the ones to try and hire fat joe for some of our marketing conferences and they were well up for discussing that so at the time we couldn't afford it but um, I, you- I think it'll be a missed opportunity if we don't do something like that
0: let me know when that happens because i'm i'm there i'll fly to england for that
2: if yep, we're at- awesome. let's go uh, let's go PubCon vegas
3: there we there go.
1: You go. I'm not sure how I feel about the name, to be honest with you, because we got a note in our Slack channel and it said we're talking to Fat Joe, and I'm Joel, and I just glanced at it and I was <laughs> like, "Hey, that's not very nice." Um, we all gained a few during COVID, but I mean, come on. Um, but um, just want to ask you, on your website, Joe, you talk a lot about link building, and you know, during our podcast, we have a lot of business owners that might not necessarily be in marketing. Um, Describe what is link
2: building and why that is so important for your process? Okay, so um, right back to when uh, hyperlinks, you know existed and uh, Google came out with their search engine um, the, the the whole web infrastructure is, is organized by hyperlinks and uh, web URLs. So um, it's uh, links and um, hyperlinks back to other websites has been a fundamental part of Google's algorithms for many, many years now. Um, and essentially um, having a link from another website that mentions your website is considered a, uh, a vote of popularity, just as if you were going out there and um, you know you were going to win an election, you need to shake a lot of hands to uh, gain the trust of people. And essentially search engines use these links um, as as kind of trust signals to understand how popular a website or resource is. Um, So yeah, since SEO began way back when Google have been using links within their algorithm and right right through to today, um, Google still use links and it is a very, there's multiple studies out there um, which show there's a huge correlation in not only the numbers of links you get, but the quality of links that you get from other websites. There's so two fundamental parts of SEO. Um, that's content and links. And that's exactly the two things we do. So just curious, you're, you're
1: based in the UK and, and I gather from your website that you have clients that are around the world. What are some of the difference, and in, in, maybe there aren't any, between SEO in, say, England to SEO in the United States?
2: This is a very popular discussion, actually. Um, so uh, back in 2012, we were focusing on the UK market Um, And naturally, we got a lot of inquiries from um, U.S. customers. When we launched our platform, um, our our, um, dashboard essentially for clients back in 2014, there was a huge influx of American agencies signing up. Um, And today, um, agencies in America make up 70% of Fat Joe's business. Um, The next proportion of the market is the U.K., um, then Australia, and um, those those are our um, most popular regions, and essentially, um, I know this because I have all the data from our platform, um, but we uh, American clients um, have much much higher average order values and average monthly spends compared to our u k clients um, and that 's similar with with Australia, um, and that 's about four times. So American and Australian agencies will generally spend around four times more than UK agencies right now.
3: I mean, so when you, so you and your partner left an SEO agency beforehand, what got you thinking, well, let's provide a service for other agencies. And then when you started to think about that, how to go global. And I mean, for for those of our listeners who don't understand the marketing space, to sell to another marketing company isn't necessarily an easy thing to do. Um, we're all very skeptical. We know all the tips and tricks that you should be running in terms of ruining a platform. So what kind of challenges did you and the other Joe face when building out your uh, organization and then, you know, tactically figuring out how do you build your brand online to kind of get guys like Leyland to uh, reach out and, and, uh, and engage.
2: So, um, as it started back in the UK, um, we focused on the UK market quite heavily, um, and we gained a lot of agencies' trust. Essentially, the services that we do um, are pretty transparent because when you purchase something, you get that physical product back that you can view and scrutinise. And if you're not happy with that, we will give you your money back, no questions asked. We have a bright broad guarantee on our website that says so and we've done that for two years so really the proof is in the pudding um we've essentially productized our services um so that we'll go through the process of creating that content or you know managing the writers managing our link builders our outreach process um we'll do all of the hard work for you and you're essentially purchasing this product and you get it back and scrutinize it so it's we, we gain the trust initially because we're very clear on what it is um, you're going to get. We're very clear and open up front on the price. Um, and we even package up our services into different tiers for you so that we've got options for agencies or clients who may have low budgets um, right the way up to agencies and clients who want the really high quality stuff and have higher budgets. So it's really transparent with what you're ordering and what you're going to get. And you can, as I say, you get to see the product in the end. So you can scrutinize that and, you know, get that canceled and request a refund if you want to. So I think this day and age, um, it's, um, you know, quite easy for, for an agency to test products. And most agencies won't necessarily test directly on a client. They might have a number of test sites as as we do at Fat Joe. Um, and we work on constantly. So, um, yeah, that's how we do it basically.
0: Um, Question about content specifically. And we, I mean, we talk about that a lot um, when we're working through strategies with, with clients um, is, you know, the necessity of building out an ongoing content strategy to make sure that you're ranking for keywords. One of the biggest things that I've ran into and I mean we've run into is that, you know, the search, search terms and things like that, looking at the data don't always align with branding of a company. Um, how do you work through that process? Like I, if, because you're white labeling to agencies are are the agencies handling that discussion with the client, um, yeah or yeah, how does that discovery work
2: so um yeah we we don't really do any of the strategy for SEO agencies um, these guys are the experts they're coming up with the strategies for their clients on exactly what they want, so the agency um, the agency feels very much in control of the entire campaign because they will. they will onboard the client, they will um, do all of the keyword research for that client, they will make any technical changes that need to to happen to the website. And essentially, we're there as a um, platform to offer um, the support and the labor required to produce uh, web content, blog content, or then right the way through to building local citation directories through to press releases, right the way through to acquiring links for those clients for popularity. So the agencies will handle the entire strategy. And that's where Fat Joe is a little bit different from um, maybe some of our competitors, because we don't tread on our agency toes, the agency's toes. We're not going after their clients. We're there to support agencies and our whole entire platform is geared towards allowing agencies to order in bulk and make it super easy for them to place, manage and track all of their orders in one place.
1: I'm curious, Joe, obviously it's a crazy time in the world right now. Um, What you've noticed as a difference in SEO and sort of some of the things you're doing and what are some things that are working and businesses should be doing right now that you're seeing?
2: So... um, Initially, there was there was clearly a um, huge uh, a huge drop or decline um, when lockdown started happening in, in all of the all of the countries, um, and I think everyone went into a little bit of panic mode. Everyone thought they needed to kind of send a COVID email, explain what they were doing. Um, essentially, when we look at our clients, our revenue, our business, and what happened. Um, we we didn't grow during the first month um, period of when the lockdown happened. So that was kind of I think that was sort of mid mid March, um, and right the way to the first first week in April. Then what we saw was the agencies that um, maybe had a lot of uh, travel and hospitality clients. Uh, they never placed uh, a reorder for some of our services. Um, Essentially, because that whole industry kind of just shut down. Um, However, interestingly, then what happened in April after the first week for us, um, it went insanely busy, but insanely busy on some products that we may necessarily not normally get busy on so we were hugely um, we were we had a huge influx of content orders we had a huge influx of uh, local citation directory orders um, and a huge influx of press releases and this I guess was an immediate immediate reaction from businesses starting to then focus fundamentals and the basics about taking their business online or uh, on the internet so um, I guess we only feel what the agencies feel, because mm-hmm. you know most of our clients are are agencies. Um, but diving into the data, that's that you know tends to see seem to, to be what happened, and then right the way through to today. Fortunately for us, um, we we haven't been affected. We've been going um, at full chat, so we would say in the UK um, and the digital industry, while it's a, a little bit muddy for you know retail and hospitality clients. Here in the UK, I'm not sure about where you guys are, all of the lockdowns have really eased off now. And even the hospitality industry is starting to slowly open with um, static caravan sites, for example, opening up. um, Mobile home sites, motorhome camping sites are all starting to open up. Uh, I think the pubs and the restaurants have just been announced that they're opening up within the next few weeks. Um, So it's really starting to ramp up. And I think the um, digital industry um, it's got some very interesting times and perhaps growth ahead in the, uh, short, you know, 12 to 18 month period.
3: Yeah. We're, are, we're in, I was going to say we're in British Columbia, so we're, uh, up in Canada, we're like one of the least affected areas. So ah, we, okay. we haven't seen COVID hit as bad as it has been in some areas. I feel like we
1: we're on easy street up here. I'm definitely stealing full chat though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah quick question though just just to continue that um th- sure. that thought there is the do you think that businesses have realized that you know I, I you know a use case scenario that i've seen and heard has been you know we're we're okay we're we've adapted and we're we're now doing you know a uh, pickup or whatever but customers can't find us on google or they're not like when when potential customers are searching uh, where can i order food from right now we're not showing up so do you I think got- that I mean, obviously, SEO—it's—it's a—it's not something that's instant. There are things you can get uh, low-hanging fruit to get some quick wins, but do you think that this put a severe focus on SEO for businesses, where they're now like, "Okay, I get it, I understand the importance of it."
2: Absolutely. I mean, the the, the thing that's going to happen here is um, businesses um, initially they've shifted to social networks um, as a really um, short-term quick solution of trying to figure out how they can package up their products and deliver it out to the consumers and keep their business turning so i've noticed i don't know about you guys but i've noticed particularly in our areas that cake shops have started baking selling and delivering cakes so they've been selling them on their social media website Um, you've got uh, local breweries beer companies craft beers packaging up their craft beers and offering a next day delivery service with uh, UPS and DPD. Um, and a lot of these businesses have quickly adapted, jumped onto social media and you start seeing a lot of ads. Now for those guys to sustain that model moving forward, they will need a website, a, a web shop or an e-com platform. Yeah. And so what they're going to move into next is um, we need a website. They're going to be reaching out to the web designers can you build me a website? We need these products uploading. They're going to go through that motion. They're going to have this website. And then they're going to be questioning, okay, so how do we get traffic? And that's where um, the demand for SEO, I think, is starting to come in now. And that's going to really grow um, over the next 12 to 18 months. And I mean, if you look at... um, we, something we like to use at FATCHO, um, me particularly, is I like to use Google Trends um, or uh, a tool actually by um, um, Brian Dean from Backlinko. Um, he's got a website called Exploding Topics. So if you guys go and have a look at that, you can type in different topics and see what the trends like and I think that's a little bit more real-time data compared to Google Trends but if you just go into Google Trends you look at home desks or desks or home office or SEO digital marketing website design just look at those topics rising and you can see what is coming for the digital industry I hope that the people that are watching this podcast or listening to the
1: podcast actually watch it because I find this amazing that you're sitting in the middle of England and we're on the West Coast of British Columbia. <laughs> it's perfectly clear in like high definition. It's, it's pretty cool. So you mentioned that your team hasn't really slowed down, Joe. Um, how, how have you guys managed? I mean, are you normally working remotely or did you have to try and and you mentioned kind of some Google talks at the, uh, at the beginning I think before we started recording. So how's your team doing over
2: at Fat Joe? So to give you a scope of fact, Joe, um, we're a team of about 130 people. Um, so that's probably a lot bigger than than you thought. Um, so uh, most of our team are already based remote. We have actually, that's made up of almost 100 uh, full-time writers. Uh, and those guys are all based remote, uh, some in the UK and some in America. Um, we also then have a team in the Philippines. Um, And those guys are essentially our initial outreach team. And we then have a central uh, support team. We've got an office um, in in Staffordshire, um, and there's about 15 of us there. And that consists of myself, Joe, um, our finance lady, uh, our support team, and um, our development team. And we've got five developers as well. Um, So it it wasn't really a challenge for us because most of our business is already remote and freelance. Um, But what we've actually done is, um, so our our core team of of 15 in the office, we all moved to, you know, home working, remote working. um, And we've actually now adopted a, a remote flexi work lifestyle for our team. So we've essentially moved away from the Monday to Friday, nine till five norm. We've allowed everyone everyone has a an hourly contract and we've basically just said you can work whatever hours you want apart from our support team within reason because they need to support specific hours for uh, our customer support um but everyone kind of works their own hours now across a seven day period and and it's really working out quite well um i i actually feel the team is potentially a lot more productive because they may not be fighting the day-to-day distractions that you would have in the office when someone may have an idea and they instantly communicate that to the office and everyone stops working and forgets what they're doing and has a discussion um, whilst that can be you know a creative period um, we've, we've we've kind of changed that up so we have you know a creative time period now in remote mm-hmm. so it's not distracting from our work so i do feel that actually this has been really beneficial for us to kind of reset and assess and really embrace remote flexible working um for our entire company as opposed to just our you know uh, freelance uh, support guys very cool
3: um, Joe, just wanted to, before we wrap it up here, just say thanks for taking the time to, uh, give some insight into how you have built your business and, uh, yeah, definitely wasn't expecting you to have that amount of employees on staff, um, especially during the downturn, but you know, it, it makes sense. You're, you didn't slow down. So, um, major kudos to you and your partner for, for growing your team, um, We'll have all the links in in our, in our, in our descriptions on how people can check out your site. Um, The one thing I wanted to mention was you have a lot of information on your website about, you know, how to, you know, title description for blogs. A lot of their content that you're writing under your academy section is for agencies to learn what they should be doing as best practices in terms of, you know, getting stronger SEO or stronger positioning. How valuable would that be for just a regular brand or business who isn't working who are, who are not working with an agency at the moment, like building that one content on your own site for free to get, attract people. But in terms of like the content that you have on there, is it applicable for non-agency customers to take a look at that? said so that area, I think, I mean, you guys have done an incredible job, so just want to give yeah, that. A- I mean-
2: Yeah. I mean, thanks for that. And thanks for bringing um, that Academy page up. Actually, that was only started um, two weeks ago. um, And our Academy page is what we are now focusing on um, is we're going to break up the content that we deliver uh, into essentially um, a beginner side of SEO. So we can help people um, understand the basics and the fundamentals of SEO, building out a website and marketing a website. Um, and then we are separating a category that is purely for agencies. We've got um, great content coming up for um, for agencies on how to scale their agency, how to um, attract clients, um, different ways agencies are pricing uh, their services, um, how to gain more value, um, through your services as opposed to selling your time. Um, we've got a really good product plan. And actually on Monday, we've made a big hire of a head of creative um, and marketing person that is going to take our uh, written content and video content really to the next level for Fat Joe. So watch, watch that space on the Academy page because we're, we're going to really focus on um, things that we can do and our, our knowledge and expertise over the years to, to help agencies scale and grow
3: fantastic joe thank you so much for uh for being on here and if you have listened to this point of the podcast and you're not already subscribed or or a fan of it um what are you even doing like get on get on with it (laughs) like subscribe and share tell your friends um excellent that's uh that's us for this week's uh edition of story behind the business have a nice one y'all
1: thank you joe